Friday, we had that ruling come down from the Effingham County judge, and we'll take a look at that here with Springfield's Morning News. You can always call in 217-629-7970. You can email bishoponair at gmail.com. But let's get to it because uh, there's tons to get to on this. An 11-page ruling issued on the state-level court's case that Attorney Thomas DeVore filed in Effingham County. Now, this is one of three cases that have been filed thus far, and I expect more cases to be filed today, not just in this Effingham County situation that Attorney Thomas DeVore's promoting and getting out there, but also in federal court expecting another lawsuit to be filed today, so even more action is going to be happening in the days and weeks ahead. But let's get to this with the uh, the Effingham Circuit Court in the state of Illinois issuing this temporary restraining order against the state from enforcing the gun ban on 866 different clients that uh, attorney DeVore has. So I want to go through some of the uh, some of the issues here on this uh, temporary restraining order that was filed and uh, you know right away it talks about the standard for a temporary restraining order and how it's an emergency remedy intended to maintain the status quo which is the last actual peaceable uncontested status that preceded the pending controversy. So before the law passed, that's where a temporary restraining order would take it back for those plaintiffs who sued. Again, 866 plaintiffs. I believe six of them were gun stores, and those plaintiffs and gun stores can do business with each other now with this temporary restraining order in place, according to Attorney Thomas DeVore. Uh, so continuing on here with this uh, story about the uh, lawsuit that was filed and ultimately the um, uh, emergency hearing on Wednesday of last week. We were told to expect a ruling on a temporary restraining order on Friday. We got that at about 4.30 is when it actually posted, but uh, the, the judge goes on to say that plaintiffs possess a clear right in need of protection, and uh, further it says the court finds that plaintiffs, in fact, have a constitutional fundamental right that is subject to strict scrutiny and is protected by the Constitution of Illinois and the Constitution of the United States. So that's, uh, again, um, the, the ongoing uh, question here uh, about whether or not the state can ban certain types of weapons. Goes on that uh, plaintiffs will suffer irreparable injury, uh, and that's again another uh, uh, aspect that the judge highlighted, saying that plaintiffs are immediately and irreparably harmed each day in which their fundamental right to bear arms is being denied, and that this harm is continuing in nature. Judge goes on. Um, you've got the count three here. Plaintiffs have no adequate remedy of law. Uh, they also uh, are likely to succeed on the merits of their claims. Uh, but then you go further on, and it talks about some of the issues, and there were four major components, from my understanding, that Attorney DeVore argued on in Circuit Court in Effingham County. One of them was a procedural issue. We've heard this before when it comes to the Safety Act, and we've actually seen this for, for years and years and years at the state of Illinois, people questioning the use of or abuse of the single subject rule in the Illinois Constitution that legislation has to deal with one subject. In the Safety Act, people argued that it was all-encompassing. It was a large document. It spanned from how jails should operate to how uh, you know criminal justice uh, and, and police uh, should be regulated. So there were all kinds of different issues in there. But another argument is what we see a lot of the time, and this happened with this gun ban bill, uh, what started as a bill concerning uh, uh, amusement park rides uh, turned into a gun ban bill. They scrapped that. And then they grabbed something that dealt with like public insurance. 
And then they gutted that bill and put the gun ban bill in there. Uh, so you, you can see how uh, some of the procedural questions here uh, can can frustrate uh, the controversy even more. Uh, but the judge in this case, uh, looking at that, uh, does indeed uh, talk about how um, the, the court finds the defendants unequivocally and egregiously violated the three readings rule of the Illinois Constitution, another provision that requires legislation to have three public hearings of sorts before they actually approve that. We'll see just exactly how far that argument goes. Uh, but the, the case goes on from there. And uh, it uh, also talks about how the, the training aspect of uh, law enforcement, uh, the defendants, the state was arguing that that gives the, uh, the, the, the carve out for law enforcement some uh, actual teeth. But the judge saying that that didn't necessarily um, sell the argument uh, when it comes to strict scrutiny for an individual's constitutional rights, a civil right, the Second Amendment, right to keep and bear arms, uh, having that type of carve out uh, doesn't doesn't stand up to strict scrutiny. So I talked with attorney Thomas DeVore uh, late Friday evening. Uh, it wasn't super late. It was right after the ruling came out. Uh, but we, we kind of get a little bit of an overview uh, immediately afterwards of uh, DeVore uh, celebrating the the key victory he got for his clients in this case. Correct. Yes. Uh, I just read it. I had a quick opportunity to read it. And the judge found likelihood of success on the merits on all issues including the uh, three readings rule, he, you know, it seems the judge is quite adamant that given their blatant disregard that uh, he's going to find, you know, he, he says there's a likelihood, right? He said, what do you say? The time is now for that issue to be addressed. So, uh, yeah, he, he found likelihood on all four issues. So we will uh, see if the state wants to appeal. If not, we'll work on getting this uh, pursued a final ruling so we can get to the merits of these issues sooner rather than later. And the state has said that they plan on appealing. Governor J.B. Pritzker putting out a statement, House Speaker um, Chris Emanuel Welch putting out a statement. Also, you've got a statement released by Senator uh, Senate President Don Harmon talking about how uh, the, you know they're they're pushing back against gun violence. They 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 think that this is. Uh, we've heard it before from the governor, grandstanding, uh, and uh, even uh, some other uh, words of choice from the proponents of the bill. Uh, but uh, you've got uh, the, the measure being heard again uh, here soon. So the next actual uh, date on this is going to be in February, uh, February 1st uh, at 930. So just in a handful of days here. Uh, we're going to have another turn in this case. But it doesn't just stop there. You've also got Attorney DeVore getting more clients for a second round. Because, again, this only impacts the uh, the plaintiffs and the gun stores that are part of DeVore's first lawsuit. Well, more people apparently signing up over the weekend. Uh, so we'll hear a little bit more about that. But um, uh, Attorney DeVore also delving into some of the other aspects of the the arguments that he had with the, uh, the defendants in the case. Uh, one of those, again, being uh, the issue of equal protection. And uh, we, we touched on this just briefly earlier about the, the um, uh, training that uh, the state says gives police the right to be carved out of this. Uh, but the judge not necessarily seeing it like that again. Here's Attorney Thomas DeVore. I mean, the judge addressed that the way that I expected that he would is that, you know, given their lack of, of procedural compliance, you know, I'm reading here, the judge says the court is left with nothing to conclude what their compelling public purpose is of this leg legislation. So uh, he goes on and talks about how training, if a categorizing all of those exempt persons based on their training, 
that he was not satisfied that that was a legitimate reason to do that, that, you know, what purpose does that further just by saying if you have more training, you can have these weapons uh, without even considering, you know, training of people that aren't within those categories of employment. So, again, that's uh, Attorney Thomas DeVore, and we'll actually hear a little bit more because he posted two different videos yesterday, live videos of him uh, talking about the case, how it only impacts his clients and gun stores, and they can do business together. Uh, you've got other gun stores that are asking the question of, ah, it's, I don't know if I'm going to sell to somebody who's a plaintiff in this because, well, that could put uh, some um, attention on that gun store. Uh, but regardless, uh, the plaintiffs and the gun stores in divorce case can do business together. Well, DeVore moving forward with a second filing that he's going to do uh, with even more clients tacked on. How many more? I don't know if uh, DeVore is willing to show that card yet, but he is expected to file something again today uh, in furtherance of a similar case, just with different plaintiffs. So still much more to get to with all of this here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY Springfield. Back with Springfield's Morning News talking about the lawsuits that a judge in Effingham County uh, issued a temporary restraining order against the state from enforcing the gun ban on 866 plaintiffs. Uh, including uh, several gun stores. And these are all uh, cases that are brought by attorney Thomas DeVore and it's expected he's going to be filing even more cases with more plaintiffs uh, here possibly as early as today. Uh, so DeVore, over the weekend, he held several different uh, kind of live streams where he was taking questions and talking about the case. Uh, and uh, he, he talked about how he is compiling uh, even more plaintiffs and people were registering while he was live on uh, a variety of platforms. Uh, but here he is from yesterday talking about how he's uh, lining up all these new plaintiffs to go on to a second case that essentially reflects what he got a temporary restraining order on in the Effingham County case. How many plaintiffs so far in the second case? Ron says, I'm going to give that away, Ron. I'm going to let the governor hang in suspense and uh, he'll find out tomorrow when we file this thing. But I'm really pleased with the support. Because again, we're going to take and we're going to go off into the federal court and we're going to get the governor's attention in a bigger way than we've already got it. So, so again, uh, hearing from uh, Attorney Thomas DeVore uh, saying that's going to be heard in even a bigger way. Now, this is just state courts, all right? And then we've got the federal courts where the Illinois State Rifle Associations filed their lawsuit. Have yet to see if there's a hearing date on that. We'll update you on that tomorrow morning. Uh, but another federal case very likely could be filed today in federal courts, and this one could be from a, a group that uh, has uh, collected together called Illinois Gun Rights Alliance. Uh, and that includes the Federal Firearms Licensees of Illinois, uh, Gun Save Life, and uh, even more groups. So uh, we'll see what happens with that case. But Attorney Thomas DeVore, he ultimately said, listen, there can be coordination among all these cases. They're all separate, though. Uh, ultimately, the goal is to block it uh, before uh, it actually becomes implemented, especially the gun registry aspect, which comes January 1st. Uh, if you don't register your gun, you could face a class 
four felony or class two felony. I'm going to have to go back and revisit that uh, in the law. Uh, but again, this is a gun and magazine ban in the state of Illinois and a court challenge uh, getting a temporary restraining order Friday. Another challenge likely to come from attorney Thomas DeVore uh, with more clients on board. Uh, but you also have uh, other cases, including in federal court, uh, where people are going out to have to pay these attorneys uh, to, to have their rights defended. And that's something else that DeVore talked about in the state of Illinois, what we're facing uh, here uh, when it comes to individuals concerned about their Second Amendment rights and other rights. Uh, really, what you guys are doing right now is hiring a lawyer to defend your rights that the attorney general of the state of Illinois should be defending for you. I mean, that's really his job is to defend you. He's not defending you. He's defending the governor. Uh, and again, he he has to answer to you on why he's doing that. I can't I can't answer it for him. So continued criticism from DeVore against Raul, the uh, incumbent Democratic attorney general uh, who won re-election in November against DeVore, who was the Republican challenger. Uh, so we'll see where all these cases come but uh, and where they go, because uh, you've got the Effingham County case. February 1st is when that's going to have a preliminary injunction hearing, uh, and that could be the steps towards making uh, that temporary restraining order statewide. But you do have an appeal that is expected. You've got Governor J.B. Pritzker signaling that by taking to Twitter and ultimately saying that uh, he remains confident that uh, courts will uphold the constitutionality of Illinois' law that aligns with other states. This is only step one in defending the Protect Illinois Communities Act, he said. I look forward to the next steps in this case and receiving the decision this case merits. So, uh, again, uh, you've got others, uh, Senate President Don Harmon, uh, House Speaker Emanuel Chris Welch, uh, gun control advocates pushing for uh, an appeal. Uh, so we'll see where they're, uh, where the appeal ultimately gets. Uh, but you've got other cases. It's not just the divorce case in state court. You've got a Crawford County state court uh, that has a, a case on a state level. And then you've got the uh, State Rifle Association already filed federal court case. And then you've got another court case that could be filed today in federal court. So a lot of moving pieces on this. We'll definitely keep on top of it here. Uh, and you can follow along Bishop on Air on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, just search Bishop on Air across all platforms and you'll be able to find us. I want to get your phone calls next, though, at 217-629-7970. What do you think of the trajectory of all of this? Uh, do you think there needs to be more of a coordinated approach? Uh, so we'll rehash the, the court case, the the, the uh, ruling that came out Tuesday, but also get your phone calls again at 217-629-7970. It is Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop. We will uh, see if the state wants to appeal. If not, we'll work on getting this uh, pursued to a final ruling so we can get to the merits of these issues sooner rather than later. Well, it would be expanded across the, the entire state once we get to the finality of it. Uh, you know, once there's a final ruling issued that he, the judge actually declares that there's unconstitutionality here. So that was, again, uh, Thomas DeVore after uh, securing the temporary restraining order against the state from enforcing the uh, gun ban on 866 of his clients, including some gun stores. And he says that uh, those two uh, can start voluntarily doing business together again. So uh, we'll see what happens with more lawsuits. The uh, the attorney is expected to file even more. He was collecting uh, new plaintiffs yesterday live on the Internet. He was talking about, hey, you know, $200 is the fee. Uh, 
you register and we'll get you signed up. And uh, he mentioned that he was planning on filing a second round today. Uh, but also, I'm getting an indication that we could see a second federal case filed as well in that ongoing dispute over the state of Illinois' gun and magazine ban that Governor J.B. Pritzker enacted earlier in the month. Uh, I want to hear from you, though, at 217-629-7970, your thoughts on this, and uh, in particular, the idea that we've got now uh, you know, possibly four lawsuits that are going to be filed, if not even more, uh, have indication that, uh, you know, that, that we could see more types of action. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Should there be more of a coordinated approach here, uh, or is this the the best way to do it is to come at it from all angles because you've got uh, you know hundreds of of plaintiffs on divorce case that have secured a temporary restraining order you've got another case out of Crawford County with a handful of people they're looking to suspend the law you've got the federal case in federal court that really focuses on the uh the 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 second amendment issues all right so all these cases deal with different aspects of the law uh, divorce case deals with the procedural issues, the three readings, uh, you know, whether or not uh, it uh, has sufficient scrutiny to deal with uh, the equal protections under the law. Uh, so that's divorce case that's advancing. And you've got another hearing, uh, a preliminary injunction hearing January, uh, rather February 1st. Uh, but in the Crawford County case, you've got uh, several issues being raised there, not just the Second Amendment, but also the Fifth Amendment. And that's your right to remain silent. Uh, the attorney there telling me last week, and I'll have to get an update on where that case is ultimately with uh, with a possible hearing date set. Uh, but the attorney saying that, um, you know, with the gun registry that's anticipated to begin January 1st, uh, that is going to require people to tell state police that they're in possession of weapons that the state legislature has deemed banned. So uh, that is you incriminating yourself. So that's another aspect of the Crawford County case, which is in court. You've got the first federal case filed by the State Rifle Association that deals with a whole host of things from the Second Amendment to the 14th Amendment, equal protections. Uh, you've also got a fourth case that could be filed in federal court, the second in federal court today that I'm getting indication on. But let's get to your phone calls at 217-629-7970. Good morning. Thanks for your patience. What's up? Morning, Greg. Hey. Yeah, I... Uh just want to say, I, I believe it's a little hypocritical on J.B. Pritzker's part to say that the sheriffs would need to enforce the law because that's the oath that they took when, on a federal level, marijuana is still illegal, and yet J.B. Pritzker selling it. Well, and, and listen, I mean, you've raised as well the issue of uh, him violating federal law when it comes to cannabis and uh, the immigration issue. And yeah, I mean, I, don't, I can't answer that question. I'm not J.B. Pritzker, uh, but I will uh, try to get that question in next time I am able to get that question in. Uh, good morning. You're on WMAY. What's up? Hey, good morning, Greg. Hey. So a couple of things. You know, the, the first day that this bill passed, I was watching Channel 20 News. And I saw this upstanding gentleman from Christian County, I believe it was, raided for meth. And they showed a, a picture of his charges and everything he was caught with. And there had to be two or three assault rifles, a couple handguns, and a bunch of drugs. Now, I'm, I'm sure by January 1st, that fine upstanding gentleman would have registered all his firearms. Which yeah. Is 
And, and, and listen, I mean, as of right now, criminals get their hands on guns. Uh, even that horrible shooting incident over in California, which uh, was apparently a domestic dispute gone wrong uh, with an elderly Asian man from the reports I've seen shooting up uh, other people from, from Asian descent. Uh, horrible. Uh, but even he had apparently, according to ABC News reporting this morning, a gun that was prohibited in that state. So, yeah, criminals you are correct. Criminals are going to get <laughs> to their hands on these on these guns, regardless of them being banned. I appreciate the call. I uh, got to take another one. Good morning. You're on WMAY. Hey, Greg. Uh, hey, you know the thing about it is, is it would be great if everybody could get together just because of the money aspect. You know how much money it's going to cost like this. But here's the here's the thing. I mean, the money that the governor's using. That's my money, it's too. Your, yeah, I mean, it's your, it's your tax, tax dollars. Money, right? right? I mean, yeah. it, 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 I'm having to fight this with. And so he's got a pocket that he don't care that he empties over. You know what I'm saying? It's just well, kinda- and that's one critic that, uh, critique that a lot of people have against uh, just the onslaught here is that uh, the the state actors using the power of the state are going to continue to go after gun owners and gun owners uh, are going to have to deplete their resources to defend their rights uh, unless there's some kind of political sea change. Uh, But that's, you know, obviously during election season when we have elections every two years. Appreciate the call. Uh, Got plenty more coming in. 217-629-7970. Good morning. Yes, I had read over the weekend that the Pritzkers and the Pritzker family is building a 20,000 square foot shooting range in Wisconsin. I have yet to confirm that. I've seen that as well, floated around, and trust me, I get a lot of people sending me stuff. I've not seen that confirmed, but I will do what I can to try to track that down. Uh, 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Good morning. You're on WMAY. Morning. Hey, uh, I know what people are going to think about these comments, conspiracy theory, whatever. You know, they're trying to divide us as a country, and they always have, I mean, recently. But you know what's going to be the culminating factor here and why they might want to be taking our guns has anybody thought what's going to happen when they finally release the jfk files and how that could unite this country to say hey the government is out of control yeah, I mean, listen, uh, even even uh, President Biden uh, and other politicians in the past have have said that, uh, you know, if you believe that the Second Amendment's there to protect you from tyrannical government, we have tanks, we have drones, uh, even Al Sharpton saying stuff like that. So I think that really shows kind of the sentiments they have, uh, those who have been elected to power. But listen, again... Political sea changes happen, uh, and every two years you have the ability to to do something about that. Yes. Appreciate the call. 217-629-7970. That's the phone number. Uh, appreciate everybody chiming in on this. And um, there's a lot more to come. There's a lot more to come on the debate over the Second Amendment. And uh, especially now you've got that uh, just horrible case out of California, another instance of a mass shooting. Uh, but a criminal was still able to get a weapon that apparently was banned. Uh, then that suspect killing themselves uh, when being approached by police after uh, killing, what, like 10 and injuring uh, others. Uh, So just a horrible situation out of there. Uh, And a lot of uh, indication that people are jumping to conclusions uh, early on in that story about what happened. It's always important to let things settle, let law enforcement get in there and do what they need to do before you start going out there making wild assertions as to who was responsible for that. Um, so, uh, yeah, the story's not going away. All right. Uh, 
so you hear a lot more about mass shootings and concerns there. You'll hear the gun control advocates say we have these mass shooting problems. We need more gun control. And you'll hear more about the uh, lawsuits that are being filed to secure the Second Amendment rights, a civil rights for individuals uh, in this state and other states. So uh, there's uh, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces and we'll cover it all with your phone calls as well. It's what we do here live and local on talk radio. It is Springfield's morning news. 92.7 WMAY. 